0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to LCJ Live. Hope you're having a lovely Friday evening, even though it's a little rainy here. I'm Vanity.
1: And I'm Sean.
0: And we have a wonderful show for you tonight. I'm really excited about our guest. Um, We go back quite a ways away. This is kind of like a little childhood full circle moment for me because we both met each other when we were both very young. And it's just nice now to see us both thriving in our different areas. Um, But before we get to that, Sean, you know what we like to do.
1: What do you have over there? So I was in need of a lot of coffee today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of coffee, a lot of Jesus. (laughs) A little bit
1: of all all of that. I needed it all today. So um, yeah, what's in the cup? Uh, Believe it or not, I went um, signature. So you know that we recorded yesterday for our... Mm -hmm for just for the podcast and you had signature coffee and I had signature tea and I was like uh, ah, you know what let's do that today so I went I went with the signature coffee um yeah and I needed it though I will say after this broadcast I'm probably gonna go darker uh, and I'm gonna have to go that Havana nights because yeah this isn't doing it yeah so do you need a little more help I I need a little more help
0: how okay. about okay I had some kings and queens today and let me just tell you even though that's a lighter roast I fooled around and not tonight like obviously because it's seven, it was like seven but last night I drank some at around 10, 11 y'all don't don't drink our, our coffee after like six o'clock because when I tell you I was wide awake that caffeine did me real good. But anyways,
1: well, I'm opposite. I, you know, I can drink coffee right before bed. It's like everything I need to just mellow down and, you know, just get myself ready for bed. So I actually can drink our coffee at night and be totally good. Well, God bless you. Well, I was up till like 2.30. That's unfortunate.
0: So, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm a night owl, but I didn't need that extra help. Anyways, we're, we're getting off topic <laughs> as usual. But tonight we are going to be ha- talking with our guest. Um, and the topic is thriving in a pandemic. We know and we're sensitive to the fact that this is a very strange, unusual unprecedented time. Um, we've been in quarantine a lot longer than what we anticipated. Um, we've The news is filled with stories of a lot of death, a lot of disappointment, a lot of loss. Um, but today we just wanted to do something a little different and highlight someone who's actually doing well in the pandemic because it is possible. And that's not to take away from people who are struggling. That's not to take away from people who have experienced loss. But there are people who are thriving in a pandemic, who are launching out, who are finding their gifts and their talents and walking in their purpose and their calling. And so today, we just wanted to take a moment and introduce Dan Danos. Um, He hails from Newark, New Jersey. He has a undergraduate degree in rhetoric of leadership from Hobart and William Smith Colleges. And he has a master's degree in public administration from Rutgers School of Public Affairs. And he's also the founder of uh, Leaders of the 21st Century. And he actually just launched out into his own business full-time and he has a very nice resume of uh, public work um, ranging from working with Cory Booker to the Newark um, in the Newark community area. So he is just a very dynamic person and an old friend of mine. So welcome to the show, Dan DeNose.
2: Hey. Hello.
1: Good to see you.
2: How you doing? How you doing? It's good to see you
1: Good to see you. What an impressive resume. I feel like I need to go dra- back to the drawing board. Or- Listen, oh. let me tell you, this that was like the cliff notes
0: cliff notes version. That wasn't even like me really listing out all this stuff. This is and this is the short bio and it's a lot. So, we would still be here like 10 minutes later if I read off all this stuff. But yeah, he's very accomplished for such a young age.
2: Oh man, well, well, I appreciate you reading the uh, the, the the bio. Uh, you know, it's never easy to hear about yourself, but uh, but very blessed and fortunate that you know I've had those opportunities uh, for those roles, and I'm happy to be back here in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, thank you, Sean and Vanity, for having me on your show. I'm excited for tonight. Yes.
1: <laughs> absolutely i love the energy yes we I love yes. this the energy is it great well when we put it on the podcast so good job Thank
2: you. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> so before we get started we always like to ask everyone when we have them on the live show how are you dealing with this pandemic and all the change and everything that's been going on like how are you doing
2: you know uh i'm glad you asked this question because um you know, despite all that is going on in the world, and I know it hasn't been easy for many people, you know, there's been deaths in uh, my city, there's been deaths in the state, there's been deaths in the nation around the world. You know, we I'm sure we could look at some statistics and, you know, it, it will bring some uh, some sadness to our hearts. Uh, but despite that, despite that uh, the chaos and this pandemic is going on with COVID-19. You know, I've been protected and covered by the grace of God. Thank Uh, God, yeah. And and, you know, although that you know, we turn on the news and it's very depressing of what's going on with not just what's going on in the national level of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but what's also going for black lives within the United States as well. You know, it it is a difficult and stressful time for many of us. However, despite that, it has been on the news and it's very uh this experience has been extremely humbling uh to, be to christ uh, but also spend a lot of time with my family you know uh I, I think what happens you know it magnifies you know your relationship with many people during the the 19 crisis of everyone being quarantined right so so if you have some things that make you happy it will magnify that happiness and if you have some things that brings you stress it will magnify those areas of stress but uh i'm doing very well how y'all doing how y'all doing with all of this
0: we've actually been it's been up and down i'll say for me um i started off and i'm like oh i'm good i'm at home i'm by myself you know i have time to regroup um then i started dealing with some anxiety so then i had to work through that um but now i'm definitely back to my more peaceful state like you said despite what's going on even like and the news and government and politics and all that. Like I've been employed this whole time. Um, I actually lost. I actually got lost my job um, right at the beginning of the year and started working a month before all this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was blessed to have a job and still, you know, not be struggling in that area. Um, I had to move. The Lord worked that out. So it's just like everything that's happened, even in this time for me, God has worked it out. So none of my family members, thank God, have gotten really sick or ill. Um, So I I can't really complain. I I might not enjoy being in the house as much or, you know, not being able to socialize as much. But what is that compared to, you know, some of the stuff other people are dealing with? Like, so what? I got to wear a mask. So what? I got to stay at home. Like, I can't complain about that. So, you know, the Lord is good
2: yeah he is good, He's good. definitely good definitely good. but uh but no but it, every day i wake up you know it's funny because uh the other day i, I made a um a comment a, a video post on the instagram just the different daily habits that i have and one of the daily habits really is just thanking god you know because uh, you know it really is by by grace you know i'm unwarranted by this for his grace you know it, it's 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 humbling to me that i have this opportunity want to be on your show uh, but also just be alive, you know, so it's something I don't take grant, uh, for granted, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I say for me, um, like she said, it's been a little up and down, but I would say it's more like a couple days here and there, definitely not together. Um, like both of you, I feel incredibly blessed because I, again, like y'all said, I still have a job, which you mm-hmm. cannot take for granted during these days. As yeah. far as family members getting sick, we have had um, some of our family members get sick Mm. All of them have recovered. Um, we have one um, I one family member who just passed, but it was not due to uh, COVID; it was due to cancer. Oh,
2: uh, so, sorry. That. You know,
1: with that, it, it's been you know it's been up and down, but I would say as a whole, I've been in a really good space, and I've been in a productive space. I know that people take these times that we go through, and you can do you know one of a couple of things: you can succumb to the pressure or you can kind of ride the wave or, you know, you can decide that you're gonna do something a little differently because it opens up your eyes. And so I'm at the point right now where I said, I can't I can't waste this time. There's no guarantee and I don't speak, you know, negativity or anything like that, but tomorrow's not promised, the Bible says it. And so I am trying to utilize every second, every minute of every day um, and just making sure that I'm productive. But there is a balance, and I'm trying to figure out what that balance is. Mm,
2: mm.
1: She and I have covered that so many times. <laughs> I'm working on that balance, but I would much rather be um, struggling with the balance of trying to stop working than being lazy and not being a good steward over the life that God has given me.
2: Mm, so that's mm, that's awesome. That's, all, that's beautiful. Well said. Well said. <laughs>
1: So Dan, for those who may
0: not know you or are not familiar with you, um, just give us a little rundown of your background. Um, one, because you come from very uh, different and unique circumstances, especially given how we met. Like I said, you're from Newark, but obviously I'm, I've never been there. So um, just give us a little background of where you're from and how you got to where you are today.
2: Sure. Sure. So, you know, uh, it, it's it's a story for sure, you know, Uh <laughs> But uh, but I, as a young kid, you know, First of all, you know, uh, I am the youngest uh, of my siblings. Uh, I am a first-generation American. Both of my parents are from Haiti. So Sac Pase, any Haitians online, you know, uh, you know. So so I, I I really have been fortunate to have amazing parents in my life. They've done a phenomenal job uh, instilling important values and morals and ethics and hard work and and they introduced me to Christ. Right. So so first and foremost, I want to you know thank them for that and all of that. Um, however, despite all that they have done for me, uh, Dan, as a kid, used to get into a lot of trouble. I'm talking about fights, uh, suspensions, detentions. I struggled in school. I mean, I'm talking about D's and F's. I mean, it was it was bad. Uh, and an opportunity opened up for me. Uh, I was able to go to a professional single school called Norboys Boys Car School. I got to sing at Carnegie Hall, travel around the world, uh, sang on Good Morning America. I still have the video clip of Little Old Damn, a little bow tie on. Uh, and, and despite that, again, I was still getting into this nonsense, this trouble with my behavior, my attitude, and as well as my educational values in terms of how my grades reflected uh, that. Uh, so then an opportunity opened up for me to go to a summer camp called Lake Delaware Boys Camp. Uh, the camp director, Father Adams and Sue Adams are the camp directors. It's a military style camp. I'm talking about waking up early, marching, you're folding clothes. You really understand the value of leadership and discipline at a young age. I attended a camp at the age of nine, uh, and the camp directors really saw a lot of potential in me as a young kid. Uh, I would come back home to Newark, New Jersey with a loving family and a loving household. Uh, But, you know, you spend most of the time out going to school and getting into nonsense, right? Um, And with that, the camp director really just saw this potential and said, you know, what if, you know, we were able to get Dan to relocate? And move upstate new york which is how we met vandy in geneva new york right no g-town uh the, the panthers right you know
0: right.
2: you know so so with that I, I then made the decision uh i felt that this is what god wanted me to do i spoke to my mom and dad about it and they felt this was part of god's plan uh i just saw too much nonsense happening in my community in newark you know in the 90s it was like the wild, wild west and i think urban communities across the united states really were affected by the drug epidemic that was trickled down from the 80s, right? You know, so a lot of our communities were were affected by that. And I think that resulted in, you know, a lot of the violence that a lot of us, you know, uh, witness. Um, So with that, I then relocate to Geneva, New York at the age of 11. Uh, And at the age of 11, you know, I did did a 180. I did a full turnaround and I really began to, to realize how blessed I was that, many of my friends who were much more talented than I was, and many of my friends who were much more gifted than I was, unfortunately, they didn't receive the same opportunity or the same access to these opportunities that I received, and and I realized that at an early age, so I took it very serious when I then relocated and left my family at the age of 11 to move in with a different family that didn't look like me, right? So I was able to move in with a household, uh, Wendy and Jim Trowbridge, they took me in at (laughs) as they became my legal guardians. And and the understanding was that they were going to be my parents uh, until I graduated out of high school. Uh, what, what, what the good Lord did was he connected us by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and they also saw the value and I saw the value that it wasn't just going to be a contract that ended after high school, right? So they became my second parents uh, they have two young boys who I consider my younger brothers. So although I'm the youngest of my siblings here, right, I've now become the oldest of the siblings there, right. Um, so with that, you know, I then went to Hobart William Smith College's, had amazing mentors, created my own major, rhetoric of leadership, and when I came back home, I wanted to come back home to Newark because again, I I realized, you know, what made me any better or any different than a lot of my friends that I knew coming up, and I felt it would be all for naught that I was given so much, right. Uh, uh, mm-hmm these opportunities that I didn't come back and serve my community here in Newark, New Jersey, the great city of Newark, New Jersey. So with that, I came back and worked for Cory Booker, as an aide, had an amazing experience, learned a lot about politics. Uh, and then from that work in Prudential in the human resource department, learned a lot about business and understand how to network and build your network with amazing good people, right? And then from that, I then worked in education policy where I became a community organizer, really getting parents to understand the value of how to advocate for quality education, not just for traditional district schools, but also for public charter schools, right? And then I then had an, a revelation that it was time for me to go to graduate school, uh, and it was clear as day. So I know we're going to go into later on about me taking this leap of faith, but it's not the first time I took a leap of faith. Uh, Sean and Vanity, you know, when I was in working in, uh, in education policy, I it was clear as day that I was to leave my job and go to graduate school, right? And I said, graduate school. This is Dan who was struggling in school. I, I thought high school was impossible. I thought. College, you know, college just seems too foreign for me. So, so, uh, 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 graduate school. How could I even do graduate school? Uh And it was clear as day, as just now, of me taking my leap of faith to start my own business that I must leave my job. So I told my boss, right? I met with my boss at the time, and I said, Hey, I, I have to leave. And he said, okay, I said, I'm going to graduate school. He said, okay, what school? I said, I don't know, I didn't apply yet. <laughs> and he said, what? So he said, so so you're leaving, but you didn't apply to graduate school. I said, no, but this is what I've been told to do. So I'm going to do it. And he said, look to the hills, look to the hills. So I then wrote my, my two weeks notice and then I'd applied to school, right? Uh, and I remember, you know, the last day of my job which was a Friday. And you know the weekend came. I still didn't hear any news. <laughs> and then the came, and I got the phone call saying you've been accepted to Rutgers School of Public Affairs Administration. So, so, so my life has been truly a remarkable experience, right? You know, I, I, I wish, I, I wish I could take any credit, right? You know, I, I wish I can, I wish I could say that I was able to do something in this, right? But really, God has prepared, right, a, a table in front of me, right. He really has prepared a path. For me. And, and I just thank God again with this grace that He's provided for me, despite my shortcomings, He still allows me, you know, second chances and second chances and second chances to get right. Uh so, so yeah, so that's part of my story. You know, I know that took maybe a few more minutes than, than what we expected, but it's truly been a remarkable experience. And and I've got to live through it. Uh so when we look at this pandemic, I see it as well. You know, this is what God intended for us right now. And I'm going to be still and obey what he wants me to do. Uh, and which leads into the next chapter of where I am in my life right now. So.
1: So let's start. Let's start right there. I know you said that we'll talk about it later, but let's just get into it now. Uh-huh. So many people who will ask us um, myself and vanity, what does it take or how do you know that this is the right time to make a certain decision? Like for you, you said it was clear as day. What is your clear as day look like?
2: You know i i know everyone has different levels of, of what they believe right and i and i know this is a christian platform so i can talk freely which is which is a nice feeling right you know we like jesus you
0: mentioned all you want <laughs> right, right, you know
2: how to talk freely, right you know so, so clara's day to me is uh being able to go into my quiet place and fast and pray right that is what's clear for me and and in that experience of fasting and praying you know, God reveals to me what my next steps are, you know? So in this decision of me leaving my job, I'm talking about a great job. I work for the the largest school district in the state of New Jersey, right? One of the greatest school systems in the state of New Jersey, Newark Board of Education, right? You know, uh, uh, and with that, with a great salary and and, and and a great role and and with amazing people that I've been able to manage and the parents that I've been able to mobilize with my team, right, it's been, it has been a remarkable experience. So when I was told it was time to leave, you know, of course, naturally I said, well, well, things look kind of good right now, right? You know, although there's been multiple changes, but this is what I know I'm comfortable in this position right? Um, And although for the past couple of years, I've been slowly working on Leaders of the 21st Century, which is my nonprofit, right? In graduate school, I knew for sure when I was in graduate school that I had to do research on how do I develop a nonprofit for our youth in the city of Newark and for the globe on providing them leadership opportunities as well as professional development opportunities. But with all of that, right, I I just knew uh, that in this moment that it was time for me to leave. Because of what I felt in my spirit that it was time to go. Mm-hmm.
0: And can you go a little bit more into detail of what is Leaders of the 21st Century? What kind of pro- the programming? Um, who it's available for? Um, sure. is it regional or is it national? Or do you, um and do you have any plans for like expansion and things like that?
2: Sure. So sure. that that's a great question. That, that's a great question. So 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 Leaders of the 21st Century uh, is a nonprofit whose mission is to develop civic minded youth leaders and prepare them for the world of work and beyond through leadership and professional development. So that's the nonprofit umbrella, Mm -hmm. right? The the social component that's building young people would get them ready for the world for life after high school. But then there's the other part of that, which is the business umbrella, which is DM Denos, which is the motivational speaking, which is the clothing, you are what you think. Uh put it on camera, you are what you think, right? You know, (laughs) which, which is available online, you can buy it online right now, right? So 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 that that exists, but part of the reason for that business umbrella was so that we can provide financial support to the nonprofit as a social enterprise. So when the students graduate from the program, uh they have the opportunity to receive a small scholarship when i say opportunities because there's requirements to complete the program and there's requirements to really model what it is to be a leader of the 21st century and those who have been able to demonstrate those qualities have been able to receive a a a, a small scholarship life after high school so so that's leaders of the 21st century and then the business i said you know is the motivational speaking is uh, the clothing and consulting Helping people develop their own nonprofit, helping people, you know, a uh, uh, school climate and culture, you know, all these different things to try to make this world a better place. But the point of the business is to financially help support leaders of the 21st century.
0: Now, how long is the program? Is it a few weeks? Is it a, is it a couple of years? And yeah. um, how has the pandemic shifted? how you are doing your program now as opposed to previously?
2: The, pan, the pandemic absolutely shifted things, right? You know, it, you know, it's a two-year fellowship program, so folks are able to apply as they rise into their junior year. So applications are coming up live So, You can actually apply online right now, right? Um, the thing about it right now is that we're based in the city of Newark, but the vision has always been for the globe. Right. The three criteria and the three important elements for this organization is that you need a school system, which we have, you need a college atmosphere, college environment, which we have, where sessions were physically held in JIT, which is one of one of the great schools here in the city of Newark, uh, for college. Right. And then the other thing that you have is that you need to have a business component because our young people need to have access to internships and opportunities prior to going to college, right? So those three elements are really the sweet spot of how leaders of the 21st century work. Because of the pandemic, we physically can't meet on campus. The junior year is focused on professional, the junior year is focused on leadership development, and then the senior is focused more so on professionals. I'm talking about code switching. I'm talking about how to brand yourself. I'm talking about public speaking, about all these things that really can set you apart. This year is going to look a little bit different. One of the things that we're doing this year with lead us to the 21st century is that as a senior, we're going to hold them to a different accountability, right? We're going to make sure they understand how to facilitate alongside me as a facilitator, as a senior, right? So everyone has their own schedule of facilitating, co-facilitating the sessions alongside me. But then what's going to make this a sweet opportunity this year is that their spring semester, which is basically February leading until the end of the uh, 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 the year, they're going to learn how to build a social enterprise. So everything that I've been able to do, everything that I've learned, all the pitfalls and the headaches and the long nights, I'm gonna teach them basically a roadmap on how to do that. So when they graduate from the program, They'll more so have the opportunity to really say that, you know what, I want to build my organization, or at least I have an idea of what to do next if I choose to, right? So it's a 12 session, six sessions on Saturdays from 10 to 2.30 uh, in the fall, and then six sessions in the spring, 10 to 2.30 uh, in the spring, on campus. But because of COVID-19, we're going to do virtual sessions and the sessions are less. No longer it's going to be from 10 to 2, It's going to be two hours from 10 to 12 now. So,
1: so since um, you're going to be doing it virtually with this session, are you going to open it up um, and make it more broad or no?
2: You know, that's a question that I've received and i thought about it uh, possibly in the future, but because of how the process works right now, We're gonna keep it within the parameters of of the city of Newark for now, you know, because again, this is supposed to be a global organization, right? We want our young people not only to understand how to make local change, but global change. We know the economies itself are connected, right? We understand that in order to really change the world, you need to make local impact, but we wanna make sure that they understand the value of making global impact as well. So one day, one day, you know, you guys will see that this organization will have different chapters, right? Not just in the city of Newark, throughout the United States of America, but also throughout the globe.
1: Can you now, tell us a little bit about some of your success stories? Like, mm-hmm. I guess maybe some children from where they are to where they ended up at?
2: Sure, sure. You know, so so one of the things that I think is really remarkable is that when you're able to do the post or pre-test, right, the pre-server, to kind of gauge to see where you are, and then you're able to take the post-test to see where you are, yeah, you see the numbers grow, right? Yeah, you see. But it really makes a huge difference when you can actually see it or you can actually feel it. right? There was a young guy uh, who graduated uh, two years ago because we're going into our fourth cohort, right? So this is gonna be the fourth group of students who's coming through the program. But when the program first started, we had a small group and there was one guy who was extremely shy, didn't really talk much, really didn't really know how to articulate his words in front of other people. And from graduating a program, when you hear his graduation speech, you say, "Wow, we didn't know that he had all this in him." Right? There's another guy who graduated from the program this year. Right? You know, he says that he credited the organization, saying that if it was not for the organization, he would not have been able to be able to interview for the job that he has. Right? You know, we have young lady who is participating in uh, national debates had the skills prior. She had the skills prior, but she was able to gain a mentor who was an attorney who was able to take her alongside to give her a different exposure and access to different things. So so every single young person, 100% of them are able to be exposed to highly skilled professionals. Some, Most of them look like us, right? Most of them look like us. Like, like us. And we understand because it's a a, divide, a diverse world, you know, we want them to be exposed to all different ethnicities and cultures and, and, and all of that. Uh, but for the most part, they've been able to see people who look just like them doing amazing things. We were able to bring a, a real estate guru who has multiple uh real estate projects, and this was one of the first times that our young people was able to expose to real estate, right? They had no clue that you can actually build fortune and wealth through real estate the way that this woman has been doing, and so Every single young person who come through the program in different ways and in different perspectives have gained success in different ways. So, so I'm very, very proud of our young people. I'm very proud of the direction of the nonprofit where it's going to. And, and and if God continues to allow me this opportunity, I want to be able to continue to financially support it, and be able to bring other people along board to financially support the work of leaders of the 21st century. I want to be able to say, hey guys, listen, Vanity and Sean, I'm putting down $10,000. Can you match me? And you guys say, of course I can match it because we're absolutely financially climbing up the ladder where we can get $10,000. It's not, it's water in a bucket for us, right? That's the goal of not just me doing well, but I want everyone around us to do well as well. I want everyone to come to the table and eat as well. So, and through the catalyst of our young people, the hope is that we'll build this momentum where they then come back and they'll be the ones that continue the legacy of leaders of the 21st century so
0: um so my next question is the success of your organization really is networking its partnerships it's connections um what would you what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out um, about networking like how did you know Who to connect with, or who not to connect with? Did you have any issues um, when you first started out? Because obviously, you have like connections within the local and educational area. Um, So, how would you? How did that work for you? Because in order for this to be successful, you have to connect with a lot of people in a lot of different places.
2: Yeah, you know, that's a great question. That, that's, definitely part of it, right? that's definitely part of of the success of the organization is through the network, right? Uh, and I would say the curriculum is definitely a phenomenal curriculum that our young people are learning leadership st- skills and leadership styles that they weren't exposed to before. And for sure, with the idea of their senior year, understanding the professional development piece, for sure, stands them a little bit more separate from others who may not have the opportunity to that. But for sure, Vanity, you're right. You know, the, the network is your net worth. Right. There's been presentations that I've given, you know, in 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 Virginia. There's been uh, presentations I've been given before, speaking on the wealth around you, the social capital. Right. The idea that I may not. I may not know law, but the fact that I know an attorney, they may be able to assist me or I may not understand accounting, but because I know vanity, you know, now, you know, I know a little bit of accounting and, you know, I may not know all the different tricks on how to be an amazing parent, but because I know Sean, right, Sean's teaching me how to help teenagers, right? You know, so for sure, everyone has their lanes and strengths. So one of the things that I learned about networking was through my time in undergrad, when I was at Hobart William smith I sat on the board of trustees, right? Board of Trustee, I'm able to be amongst amazing, amazing people in their their industries. I'm talking about CEOs of companies and folks on Wall Street and doctors who are running hospitals, right? I really was exposed to a lot. And although I didn't understand the magnitude of what I was exposed to, I understood what was being poured into me as a young person in college. When I then graduated, I then realized that part of the reason why I was able to get connected to Cory Booker, right, Senator Cory Booker, was because of my network of the mentor that I had who said, listen, Cory Booker, you have to meet this young man. And in that conversation, Cory Booker offered me a job. right, Because of my network, when it was time for me to transition out of the job of Cory Booker, a mentor of mine said, hey, it's time for you to get business experience. Let's have you apply for Prudential. And because of my network it was then let's hey you know what you've done the business experience let's get you back in a community let you let's get you back on the pavement as an organizer right so it's the network that has really allowed me these different doors and access to different things now don't, don't get me wrong right i know for sure god has prepared all of this right I, I get that right you know uh but i had a will in mind and an understanding that i want to take advantage of the opportunity. That these great mentors were providing to me. And still to this day, you know, I have a team of mentors who's pouring into me still to this day. And the same thing that has happened for me, because I see the value in that, I am attempting, and the organization is attempting to do exactly the same for these young people, which is why every Saturday session they're being exposed to professional mentors. And every Saturday they have the opportunity to meet these amazing people to follow up and to connect. Mm-hmm.
1: So I feel like we can't ignore the fact of what we're going through right now with the social climate and the social injustice. How are you talking to the boys and even those who are in your network and around you about what's going on and the things that they can do and how they can be active in different types of ways? Because the reality of it is many people will not be able to go out and march. People won't be able to go out and protest, but what are some different things that you see Um, lands with boys and lands with young people that they can still be active and involved, but may not necessarily be out there physically.
2: You know, that's that's a great point. And, and, and you know, the organization, we're about to get started real soon. So I haven't yet connected with the young people within our new cohort and within the group of seniors. We had orientation, we talked, we called everyone up who's a senior's class. But the plan is exactly what, what we're doing right now. We want to give you the leadership skills. I want to give you the understanding of social justice. Right? I want you to understand the privilege of that folks who don't look like us have and what it means for you, not just males, but also females to work together to be able to make a change within your communities. Right. So so I see it as like a teacher in a way where. A teachers in a classroom, you have all these different multiple uh, uh, facets of styles within the room of young people, right? And as a teacher, the idea is to tap into all these different geniuses that these young people have, where you're able to water their their seed, where that seed is able to nourish and flourish within the society of where they live. So leaders at the point of First Front Central, I see it just like that, right? Yes, we are being impacted what's been going on with the police within the United States. We have some amazing police officers, and we have some folks who just don't get it, right? Um, a young person may not necessarily see that that's their lane in terms of the social justice. They may see their lane as, you know, uh, environmental issues, right? A young person may see their lane may be in becoming a, a educator where they're able to educate the next generation of, a a young person may say, I want to become the next businesswoman, right? Where where I want to be able to open up opportunities for people in my community. So the the hope is that we're able to touch on a multiple different things where we're able to switch a light switch in your mind to say, you know what, Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. So, so for sure, when the new year starts, you know, they're all going to get the different tools where if they choose to, to do their own thing within the lane of what's going on within our communities, Absolutely. I'm behind you. I support you. You're going to have what you need. If you decide you want to go a different lane in terms of what you feel that your call is of making an impact in your community, then we're going to support you and provide you with the tools that are needed as well.
0: So so far, how has your transition been? Has it been, you know, pretty positive? Have you had some stumbles and some and some roadblocks? If so, what have been some of the challenges going from um, working your nine to five to now your full-time entrepreneurship?
2: So, so when I was working uh, for the Board of Education, uh, there was uh, uh, in many ways, uh, uh, being able to build your own schedule with the team that I manage. So I've, I've had that experience. And and at a young age, I've always had that entrepreneurial mindset to be able to kind of build my own in many ways. I would say that the big difference in this case is now that I have the time, it's okay, well, where do I get started, right? You know, so, so in some aspects, I want to get everything done right away. And understanding that I need to take a pause, and work on what is the priority right now. So the challenge has been, what is the priority right now? There are so many things I want to do. There's so many different projects I want to work on, but what is the priority right now? Priority right now is we need to get ready for the fall. So let me not worry about the internship project just yet. Focus on getting ready for the fall, right? Once the fall is starting, okay, what's the next priority? Okay, let me start getting ready for our community-wide project where we were going to work with the YMCA to provide toiletry kits for families who are homeless and displaced, okay? That's then the priority. What's Mm -hmm. then after that? And so forth and so on. So, So when I first, you know, decided that it was time for me to leave, you know, I knew all the things that I was working on was always on the back burner because of the day job and all the projects I was working on. Uh, and I'm still a businessman. I still have my business. And, and, and the business is what I see, foresee to support the organization as well as grants and all that good stuff. Uh, but because now I have the time, it's now, OK, let me shift my priorities and let me make sure right, that I work with intention and let me make sure that I protect my time because that is the most valuable commodity that we all have, right? You know, you can make your money back, right? You can always get that money back if you choose to, or if you know how to. But that time, once you lose it, man, that's it. That's it, you can get it back. Unless you guys figured out a way to get it back, please teach me, right, you know? But for the most part, you can, you can find a way to make $100 an hour, or you can find a way to make $1,000 an hour, right? You know, you can make that money back, right? But when it comes to time, which I'm learning, You have to protect, you have to protect, not just your art, right? But you got to protect your time, right? Protect your time. So
1: So don't leave it so open-ended. Like we have people who who are entrepreneurs who, or may not be entrepreneurs, but are working on things right now. And even right now, protecting your time is so important for some of us who are still trying to work towards that pivot and that shift we are still working our day jobs and then you know working the dream at night give us some tips on how you are protecting the time
2: so, so one of the things that i do for sure is that I, I do my best to try to make time for myself uh because if you're not good then the work won't be good and and, and i know that there's been many nights where i don't get much sleep and i know there's many nights where i got to wake up early but i do my best to try to implement a schedule where I can try to abide by that schedule. See, the, the transition between the day job and the transition between uh, doing the organization full-time is that it's not that I can feel the difference because, again, we are all workers, right? You know, you both are businesswomen. So it's not so much that it, it feels like, oh, oh, wow, you know, I, I no longer, it just feels like now that I have more time to do what I need to do. That's really the, the, the big difference. Um, but one of the things that I protect my time with is that, I do my best to spend time with family because my family is able to rejuvenate me. They're able to kind of pour into me in a way that when I feel exhausted, right? You know, I try to find times to watch something on, on TV because many times I'm staying away from Netflix, right? Many times I'm, I'm in behind the laptop and typing away. So I try to implement things within my schedule, but for sure, there is a schedule. For sure, there is a schedule, right? If I miss an, If I miss an appointment, it may take a while for that appointment to happen again, right? So there is a schedule.
0: Now you mentioned um taking time for yourself with your family. Um as a as a male, um, we don't necessarily hear guys talking about Self care a whole lot. Um, usually when it comes to guys. But what are some other things? Do you have any other things that you do um for self care? Is that do you make that a a priority more now since you're working for yourself, or is that something that you've always had or not really?
2: You know, I, I've always tried to implement some way of making some time. I, I've always tried to do that. But the truth of the matter is, what what I enjoy, I do enjoy the work that I'm doing. Right so so it doesn't hit me or, or doesn't feel heavy for me making time to do what I enjoy to do which is working towards uh, the business and working towards the nonprofit. Uh, one of the things that you know I try to do is I try to create a schedule on Tuesdays and Thursdays to work out in the morning, right? So some some virtual sessions on YouTube to try to get some exercise because the COVID-19 weight is real, right? You know it, it, it's happening, right? So I try to implement some of those things and try to just really rest and drink more water. <laughs> That's really what I'm trying to do, you know. Uh, but 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 for sure, self care is important. You know, um, without health, there's no wealth. Uh, and 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 in this experience, I've learned that you know your sanity, your time, uh, your prayer life, your relationships, right? People who care for you, all of these things that you're able to have pour into, really makes a difference to how you perform the next day.
0: So before we wrap it up, can you give us a little more, talk about You Are, what you think? Is that like a movement? Is that just merchandise? Um, and how does that tie into everything that you're doing? Uh, give us a
2: little a more in-depth detail about that. So my, my experience has been that I believe that we're capable of doing all things, right? You know, and I believe that one of the biggest barriers that we have is ourselves. So the mind, if you continue to put negativity in your mind, then you'll be a negative person. No different than what you intake physically, what you eat, right? You are what you eat, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you are what you think. Uh, it comes from scriptures as well, but it's also come through my personal experience of really when I begin to have a positive mindset, when I believe to understand that positivity is the key for success. And negativity is the poison to the brain. And how much that has impacted me with all my roles, I felt that I couldn't just keep this to myself. So You Are What You Think was birthed with the idea that I want to inspire people to really look at it in a way that if they begin to think a certain way, they can really make a difference in their life and around the world. So the You Are What You Think is financially help support the nonprofit. So online at Dmdenos.com. There are shirts you can buy and hoodies you can buy with the theme and the, the mantra of you are to think. We also had a recent sell with gratitude, right? Because if you really appreciate and really absorb the idea of gratitude, then you're able to think that you will begin to feel that, right? You know, you don't really be bothered by different things. So we had a shirt that was connected with gratitude. We also had you are what you think black history, right? In the month of February, where folks were able to really embody, right? Being proud of who they are. So the idea is connected with being and thinking this, right? And living it, right? So it's a way to positively share a good message and it's a way to positively impact financially the organization leaders of the 21st century, so.
1: Awesome, so we have, if we don't have any questions from everyone, while we're waiting to see if there are questions, we have a little exercise for you. So Wendy Williams has a hot seat. So we're going to have our little small version of the hot seat. So ask a couple questions and you just kind of give us what your answers are, hopefully without thinking too hard. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. So what's the first thing that you do every day? Shower. Uh, left twix or right twix? Left twix. A must read book.
2: mm The Bible.
1: Someone dead or living that you want to have dinner with? Alive. What's your go-to song?
2: Oof, ooh, man, go-to song. Man, that's a hard one. <laughs> that's a hard one. Man, what's a go-to song? Man, I, that's, I can't even think of one right now.
1: All right, and if you could do anything in the world, what would you be doing?
2: I would be spending time with the people that I love. Awesome wonderful hot seat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That wasn't too hot. I'm all right. <laughs> 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 you survived. survived. You
0: survived. So what is one final thought you would love to leave with our listeners on today?
2: I, I want to say that um, I, I, I know that the state that we're in, in this world, it can create doubt and can create frustration Uh, and I know that we all have our own battles that we deal with daily. Uh, but I want to say to you all who are listening that, that all things are possible and because of my faith, right? God and Jesus Christ has made this all possible. So those who may not have an experience, I, I would recommend to tap into that. Uh, I would also say that there is something that you are sitting on that you've been waiting for a long time now's the time to take that leap of faith. And many times because we are too much in our heads thinking about all the logics, I'm a logical guy, I'm out in the philosophy, sometimes that can be a barrier for us wanting to take that next step. Uh, but just just take it, just just take it, Just, just take it. So I don't know if there's a book that you wanna write, I don't know if there's a business that you wanna get started, I don't know if there's a call that you need to make to ask someone for forgiveness. I don't know what it is, but now is the time to do it because tomorrow is not guaranteed. It's not promised. So that's what I would share with the listeners right now.
0: Well, thank you so much. For all those who are listening out there who want to connect with you, how can people reach you on social media and your website? Uh,
2: I would say that um, right now you can visit uh, at the Instagram page, uh, DM Denos. Uh, and I would also say that you can go uh, to www.dmdenost.com and you can buy yourself some Merck, right? You know, right now, you know, I, I am I am willing to do a sale, right, a, a, a discount sale, right? If you want to email me, I can give you the code. My email address is dan at dmdenos.com. And you can also follow the Instagram page, right, uh, for Leaders of the 21st Century, which is LOT. 21c as well as the uh, uh, the website page for leaders of the 21st century uh, for www.lot.21c.org. Uh, uh, but for sure, you can go online right now. I put some work in for this, Uh, uh Vandy and Sean, I put some work in, right? I had some help, right? We put some work in where you can order online right now for your own. You are what you think, shirt. Sure. You love are, it, you think, right? I you love it. petition shirt different colors. We got white, black, red. We have hoodies, right? So take advantage of right now of ordering uh, your shirt. So that's what I would say. Now I really appreciate you two ladies for building this platform to spread the gospel, and and I appreciate you too for really, really making a, a difference in this world through your your podcast and through the live stream. This is phenomenal. So I am prayful, right? I am prayful that your business will exceed expectations. I am grateful that you are able to then make the transition that I know you guys have been waiting for, where this is a full time. Wendy Williams got nothing on y'all, right? Over- nothing, over- I love over- you boo. How, How you doing? doing? <laughs> you know, you know, you know, The View, all these other shows that exist, they got nothing on you, you know? So I am grateful that your business will expand and more people will be able to watch the amazing work that you are doing. And I hope that this won't be my last time on your show, right? When you guys have your own studio, please, please invite me back. You know, where where are they now? Type series, right? Where I'll be able to say, I remember, you know, three years ago I was on the, right. the, the, the the Facebook, you know, live. Now we're live, you know, in the studio, right? So, so no, I'm excited for you guys, and, and and I think this is awesome that you all are doing this. And I wish you all the best with what you are doing. So.
1: So you know what, you actually set this up super perfectly because uh, I think I found out yesterday I had a panel to do and I told Vanity to get dressed just in case but we found out yesterday that we are in 21 countries right now Wow! that we have not stepped our feet in and saying that we um to be honest with you when people were asking me about the uh about our um podcast i would say oh yeah we're in 21 countries we were in three we weren't in 21 so i'm here to tell you Mm -hmm. all that by this time here. We will be in 121 countries. God is so awesome. We receive wow. the studio. We receive that all God has for us. And we're just really looking forward yeah. to it. Um, Even in the midst of pandemic, like you can thrive and you are definitely an example of that. And we just thank God that the favor that is on you will bounce onto us. And we totally receive everything that you said. Uh, Wendy Williams, I love you, girl. How you doing? But yes. Yeah, yeah. We are coming for your daytime seat.
2: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, yes. congratulations. Congratulations to y'all. And thank you so much for having me on your show tonight.
0: No problem. Thank you so much. Um, it's just from someone who remembers as I used to call you little Dan to now grown up Dan, you know, it's just uh, he was little, you know. He has- he
1: was lit.
0: <laughs> so we like, I'm telling you, like the Lord has really brought us full. This is a real full circle moment. So I'm just personally proud just to see everything that you, you were doing and how the Lord is blessing us all. And I definitely received that from yeah. from Facebook Live to the studio. Okay. Yes. we coming for Tyler Perry too.
2: Because he has his own studio <laughs> hey. live. So we coming love you, for Tyler. That.
0: Yes, we love you. But we're coming for all that God has for us. So thank you so yes. much. Thank you so much to our listeners. Link up with Dan and what he's doing. He's doing a great work in the community. So go to his website, support, support, support. We love you all. And a rebroad. if you missed the beginning of the show, you can watch the replay and a rebroadcast will be available on our podcast profile. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Good, night. Good,
2: night. good night. Thank you. Thank you so much.